Welcome to Home Design Chat with Nancy. Are you remodeling or building your dream home? We will chat about everything from the ceilings to the floors and everything in between. Any questions you might have can be emailed to me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. This podcast is being brought to you by Premier Lighting. And today is June 4th. And Ryan Young, the Scottsdale showroom manager at Studio 41, has stopped by. Hi, Ryan. Hey, Nancy. Thank you for having me. I know you're so busy, and thank you for giving me your time. First, I want to have you explain something about Studio 41, which is a pretty new showroom in Scottsdale. Well, Nancy, uh, Studio 41 is home-based in Chicago. We have 14 showrooms. Our main showroom is in Highland Park. That's our flagship. And uh, Chicago is uh, a big market for Studio 41. And Scottsdale's their first venture outside of Chicago. And uh, we're really excited about the opportunity it gives us. Every time I go in your showroom, I find something new and exciting because it's one of the largest showrooms that I've seen. I haven't been to the showrooms in Chicago area. But the variety just blows me away. And I thought today, well, guess what we're going to talk about? Bathrooms. Exciting. Because you have every plumbing fixture I've ever seen. I, first, I want to ask you about specifically what kind of changes have you seen in plumbing in the last, say, five years? Well, that's, that's a broad subject. I, I think what I've seen most is technology and innovation there. Um, between sh- working showers with Kohler, they've got the DTV uh, that's advancing and, and going to be the point where it's going to connect with your um, Alexa. Which, well, what's a DTV? Uh, that's their code for uh, their electronic shower um, for your master shower, secondary baths. And it's a, it's a touchscreen application where you can set your temperature, pick your features for your working shower to run your body sprays, rain head, shower heads. And, uh, is this screen on your phone or is it attached to the wall? It is actually attached to the wall. Uh-huh. Um, the new technology they're presenting to us here, and it's going to be rolling in about 60 to 90 days, is the ability to uh, use your Alexa and say, Alexa, turn my shower on. Put it at 120 degrees, and you just talk and make your shower work. Who knew that Alexa was going to be in the bathroom? I, I tell you, it's 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 a little scary, but it's also exciting because we are turning into a technological world and having that ability to be able to just say, hey, hey, this is what I want, make it happen. Yeah, I want to have a, Alexa do my windows. <laughs> Go do my shopping for me. I know there's a point when she can do just about everything, but uh, That's right. no, there is a point when she should not. Uh, So getting back to the showers, so you actually, do you touch what you want as far as, okay, I want this temperature water for the rain head, I want the body sprays to um, pulsate, is that what you can do? So what it does is you have the ability to set the temperature, and then you have the ability to set multiple functions and control the volume um, of each of those features. So if you wanted to set it at 110 degrees, and then it'll show four prompts. Let's say you have four features, and you can say, I want to, you touch the shower head, shower head will turn on at the temperature you set, and you can set the volume. And then you could turn on the body sprays, and you can have four things going at once, or one thing at a time, or multiple items. Oh, a plumber's nightmare. Yes. So, <laughs> so once you set it, then you probably could say, Alexa, I'm ready for my shower, just get it ready. 
Yeah, the great thing about the uh, Kohler is there's usually two user settings. So it could be a his and hers, and you could say turn on user one settings. It'll be however it's programmed, and it'll turn it on and have it at what you had it at before. So the idea is to set it and forget it. That's almost like having a, your own butler and maid. It's very nice. Alexa's wow. Alexa's going to be our, our new best friend. It's, it's like royalty. Um, okay, so what else are we seeing? Um, listen, you said rainheads. Is rainheads popular in certain areas, um, and what kind of rainheads are people going for? Well, the thing about rainheads, um, I think it's very personal. Um, I would say women in general like rainheads, but they don't always wash their hair every day. So um, the ability to have the rainhead in there is a feature that I'm finding people want to help sell the home. Um, it looks like a luxury feature, mm-hmm. um, but typically men dominate that. They like to get in and be like a car wash, turn in there, get in, get out. And uh, the rain heads have come a long way. They used to be like a, a water can where the water just barely came out. There's now air-infused rain heads. Uh, there are rain heads that have a very thin can, and because of that, when the water goes through, the pressure is stronger. Um, well, so- they're coming in like... 10 inches square, even bigger, 15 oh, inches square. yeah. They have heads the that are ceiling. 36-inch rain heads with lights and, and all sorts hey, of features. I moved to Arizona because I didn't like the rain. That's <laughs> funny. Now they can create it in their own bed. That's right. That's right. Um, so rain heads. Um, oh, I know what I was going to tell you. I had a customer who went – they go to Africa every year, and they love the idea of walking in the rain, so they wanted a rain head in their shower. So everybody has a different reason for that. Yeah, and that's the great thing about the versatility of rain heads and how far they've come as far as technology. Uh, like I said, you can get rain heads that are uh, more pressure now. Uh, but the thing that's really exciting is Hans Grohe makes a rain head where it actually brings air into the water droplets. So it makes the water droplets larger and it actually feels like rain is hitting you. So neat, neat technology. So no more excuses for all I don't have enough water pressure to have the body sprays because that takes care of it. Yeah. So, you know, I, the first time that I did a shower for a luxury house must have been 20 years ago, and I had the rain head and the body sprays and the dual heads on slider bars and the bench and everything. I called it an experience. The one thing I did include years ago was the steam shower. Steam showers are exciting. I, I think that it is one of the most underutilized appliance in a shower. And I think part of it is, I think people get confused on the cost of what a steam shower actually uh, would cost them. And uh, we don't allow ourselves time to pamper ourselves. And you you have to take the time to take a step back and enjoy the experience with steam. We live in such a dry climate. We have uh, an area where your allergies are very um, strong. If you don't have allergies in Arizona, after a couple of you will get them. Right, I and know. the great thing about steam is it's very, very therapeutic, especially when you introduce the aromatherapy and eucalyptus and things that open the pores and, and open the passageway and, and really help get all that, that pollen stuff out of your body. Well, and the how t- long do you think the average person s- sits in a steam shower? They suggest 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I would hope that we would allow ourselves a half an hour to be able to really enjoy the experience. The, the great thing about steam is you can turn that steam on with a, a, your app on your phone. 
go get your your showering products, your robe, and all those things, and let the steam warm the room. And then once you get in, turn on again for the 20 to 30 minutes so you can really enjoy, get the full value of the steam and, and what it can do for you therapeutically. Well, also, if, you, uh, if you're busy, you can get a hot cup of coffee, go in your steam shower, listen to the news on your phone, or have it piped in, which I think a speaker in a steam shower is very important. So you really can utilize that relaxed time by also doing the things you would do sitting, well, driving in your car. Yeah, I think, um, like you said, being able to, the steam functions are great. You can add sound, you can add the aromatherapy, like I said. You also can do the, uh, the, the, the lighting and everything in there too. Well, what about a TV? You can put a TV in your steam oh, room. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you it's can a, bring your girlfriend into your steam <laughs> room. It's about allowing yourself time to be pampered. We all work hard. We're, we're rushing through life. There is nothing wrong with taking a half an hour and enjoying, you know, the, the time to yourself and to be able to relax and, and really um, enjoy a shower. The problem is after you get out of the steam shower, you need to just kind of cool down and relax. So you need more time. Yes, absolutely. So maybe we should go over some of the items that one needs for a steam shower. So the the biggest thing is is making sure that you have all the information when you go to a showroom. Um, the size of the room is important. You have to know the length. We're talking the steam shower room, not yes. your whole bathroom. Correct. Right. Um, you need to know the, the size of the shower, the length, the width, the height. Um, there are some restrictions. You also need to know the uh, type of material, material that yep. are going to be on the walls. That all goes into play for the sales associate to be able to size the room correctly. Um, you know, there's a lot of suggestions on the type of material to use, but there's so many materials out there that are coarse and and that all goes into figuring out the um the steam also locating of the generator it can go in an attic it's it's a broiler system so you don't really need a it can go in a bench it doesn't need a place to vent it can go in a closet behind closet, the absolutely so um you know uh, getting all the specifications to um, a builder or your contractor to be able to allow for location for everything um, is very important. And you need to do this at the roughen stage when you're doing valves and everything so they can run all the cords. It's a plan ahead thing. It is. It's, it's not an afterthought. You definitely have to plan ahead. You know, I've done, well, I've done so many bathrooms, but I like when people go, oh, can I have a steam room? Yeah, but we've already done the shorter door because your door has to go to the ceiling or to a header. Everything has to be enclosed. So turning a shower into a steam shower is not just a one, two, three. Okay, I think I'll do it. You you do, like um, Ryan said. You have to plan ahead. You need certain items. You need to know where that steam nozzle is going to come out of. Yes, and that's it, important. Yeah, and you don't want to have it in a place where you know your you're sitting, where your yeah, yeah your leg's going to be, and making sure that the the nodule that measures the temperature is in a you know a specific location. It can't be near the steam head, or the steam will shut off. So there's there's a lot that goes into the planning, but it's well worth it. Yeah, well, definitely a big bench or someplace to sit or a portable bench, but you can't just stand. You need a place to sit and relax, right? Absolutely. I had an experience where we did the steam shower and a customer invited me over to come look at the work that was done. Beautiful tire work. I saw the steam generator and I look in the shower and there was no bench. 
And I just looked at her and, and I said, I'm going to, I'm going to come back in a week. I'm going to have a gift for you. And I went and bought her a teak bench so she'd have somewhere to sit in, in her shower. So it's, it's important if you're going to go through the effort to do all this work that you uh, make sure that there's a nice bench and there are a way to somewhere to sit to enjoy the experience. Definitely. And by the way, since you're talking about benches, now if you get a bench, say you don't have any space in your shower for a built-in bench. You can get a portable one. Make sure that it has rubber feet on it. Yes. Make sure that it is teak or something that's not going to warp or have mildew growing on it. So there's a lot of... And also, you might think of putting grab bars in your steam shower. I know this, you know, you don't want it to look too industrial or um, institutional, but they do have grab bars that are beautiful, and there's nothing wrong with needing a little help when you're getting up. So that, I think, is an important item. Yeah, in a wet area, um, because it can be slippery, grab bars are always a good idea. And and grab bars, like you said, are not always industrial anymore. They have some really decorative ones that can match finishes of what you're doing in the shower. So absolutely. Somebody was calling them balance bars. So <laughs> if you don't like grab bars as a term, use the balance bars. But I always encourage people to put them all over the place. Absolutely. Because I don't know anybody who's getting younger. <laughs> That's right. Right. Let's talk about lighting. And before we do that, I want to talk about premier lighting, since they are nice enough to be my sponsor. Uh, I think bathrooms are one of the places where you need important lighting, whether it's over the vanity, whether it's cans in the ceiling, definitely lighting in your steam shower or your regular shower over the bathtub. Um, there's, you can't have too many lights, and of course they should always be on dimmers, and you should always think about LED. So I would suggest that you call Premier Lighting. Uh, you can go onto their website, Premier, uh, I'm sorry, shoppremier.com. And you can call them and ask a consultant to come by your house, or you can go into their showroom and look at all their fixtures. I think that's a definite when you're planning a bathroom. So thank you very much for standing there, sitting there, Ryan, while I'm talking about premier lighting. But let's go back to the lighting in a bathroom. You know, it's, it's really important. If, if you look at bathrooms now and you look at advertisements, they have these mini chandeliers above freestanding tubs. Um, it's, it's functional art. I mean, it, it brings the whole room together. Uh, lighting to me is, is very, very important. I think it's probably one of the key features in a bathroom to tie everything together. Aesthetic and functional. Yes. And when we're talking function, you know, the uh, LED can lights, the four inch over the uh, sinks, that's one of my most favorite things. I think it's important to have um, a broad scope the, of light and how it casts down uh, to be, really be able to illuminate the space. Um, you know, the other thing, too, are putting sconces on the wall to get you the ambient direct light when you're putting makeup on. And oh, Thank you for doing my commercial for me. <laughs> All those things are so important. I, I have always felt that people don't use enough lighting in their, in their space. So. You know, I just did a podcast, um, and that was last week, that when you're 75 years old, you need 20% more light than the average young person. So as we age, we need more light. I know I've had so many discussions with even my own parents. You walk into their house, I'm like, wow, it's so bright in here. And as, and as I get older and my kids say, why do, why do we have all these lights in here? It, it, does, it makes a big difference, and it's important. Yes, and it's very mood-inducing. So if you want the low lights, the sexy lights, that's fine. But as soon as you pick up something to read or if you want to walk through a room, I think it's important that you have enough light so you don't trip over anything. Yes, so, you know, I know you have to get back to the showroom, but I wanted to say one more thing. I think Studio 41 has the best selection 
of hardware for your cabinets. I know I've said this to you a million times. I go there and I, I just wallow in their <laughs> department for, uh, oh my God, all sorts of handles. I've never seen so many. Well, we have always felt um, as salespeople that um, you you get these boards and and sometimes people put them in drawers. You know, what's the best way? And we decided that. We wanted to have, um, with our manufacturers, everything they offer. And um, to be able to put them where they're on a a board that you can remove off the wall and move to another location, put on a table, uh, that one thing I think we do really well is is display cabinet hardware because people want to touch and feel. Um, As much as people go online and go through books, there is something to be said for someone to put it in their hand and say, I can use this in my my space. And uh, to bring it a part of the design process is important. So we made a decision that when we did cabinet displays that we were going to put everything that the manufacturer offers on display and uh, it's still never enough. <laughs> right. And I agree with you because, and also when you're shopping for hardware for your cabinets, uh, bring a door in the same color of what you're using so that you can see it. And there's salesperson Robin who offered to get a screwdriver and take some of the handles off the board Sometimes it's not that easy, and just lay it on the door to see how the customer would like it. So they do, they bend over, you guys, you bend over backwards to make the customer feel good. That's part of the shopping experience I feel at Studio 41 uh, that we've tried to um, do our best to really make the homeowner feel like the studio is their space and that we're, we want to be part of that process. We want to be able to have them touch and feel, you know, these cabinet pulls and put them on their cabinet like it's being used. And I think it makes a big difference for uh, that experience because a a lot of showrooms don't have removable boards and you can't take the pieces off, but we really do try and accommodate there. Well, also, it's very hard to pick a handle from a catalog. And you really, like you said, you have to feel it. You have to make sure that the handle is big enough for your hand, your fingers, uh, does your husband have bigger fingers than you do? Per- you projection is very important. Yeah. The other side of it, too, is when you're walking through the space, is it something that's going to get hung up on my clothes? Uh, that, that process is so personal, and, and it's very particular. So for well, us, that's the best way to do here's it. Here's the thing. Sometimes I run into this where somebody will pick a handle, and it's too big for the profile of the door. Yes. And so that's important, too. You probably don't know what I'm talking about out there, but if you have a door that has uh, some sort of an OG and it has a curved frame around it, well, you have to think about where you're going to put the handle and is it going to seat right on the frame. So, you know, we're talking a lot about handles, but there's a lot to it. People think, oh, let me just pick a handle. We'll put it on the door. It doesn't work that way. No, absolutely not. And especially with when you get into modern cabinets, there's concealed handles that go on the lip of the, the actual drawer. Right, and right. so there's there's a lot in the process. And, and and I know people come into our showroom and they just they see all the cabinet hardware and they seem overwhelmed. But the biggest thing I get is a thank you because we have it for them to look yeah. at and they can touch and feel. I'm doing a kitchen right now that's very contemporary. We found the handle. We went into Studio 41, and it works well that the handle we picked probably comes in maybe 10 sizes. So, of course, I had to use four different sizes for these doors so everything looked proportionate. 
You guys had it. It's beautiful. And you got it like in two weeks. Well, you know, uh, some of these companies, depending on the finish, um, can have some long lead times. But for the most part, um, the the vendors that we partner with, uh, we try and make sure we can get things fairly quickly because we live in a now society. So uh, a lot of people want to be able to get the product quick. And we do our best to try and partner with those companies that can make that happen. The now society. The now society. That's that's what we live in. Now we're going to be living in an Alexa society. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I swear. She's going to be doing everything for us. Uh, I want to thank you for stopping by. Thank you. I think this was a great podcast. I think if you guys are living in Chicago, you probably know everything that we said. You can attest to the fact that if you've been to a Studio 41 in the uh, Illinois area, that you can agree with us. It's a great place. And so I want to thank you again for stopping by. Thank you, Nancy, for your time and hospitality. Appreciate it. Oh. And I want to thank everybody for listening and for joining us on this session of What Makes Your Bathroom Look Better. And uh, hopefully you'll listen again. Thank you. Have a great day. Mm -hmm.